2: This is Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine, and I'm John Wiener. Now it's time for another episode of The Children's Hour, stories about Ivanka, Jared, Don Jr., and little Eric. This week, who's helping Dad fight impeachment? For comment, we turn to the head of Ivanka Watch, Amy Willens. She was a Jerusalem correspondent for The New Yorker, and she's a longtime contributing editor at The Nation best known for her work on Haiti, most recently the award-winning book, Farewell, Fred Voodoo. Amy, welcome back. Thank you, John. Well, let's start with the Trump kids' tweets in the last week. What do they tell us about what everybody is doing to help their dad avoid being convicted of high crimes and misdemeanors and removed from office? Start with number one, Don Jr.,
0: Don Jr. seems to be attacking Adam Schiff and uh, questioning the sincerity of the impeachment process. And he's also uh, still on the case of AOC, of course, one of his favorite uh, whipping girls, and another favorite whipping girl, Greta Thunberg. Um, He's been retweeting stuff about how uh, she has mental illness problems and is OCD and all this uh, right-wing attack on the kids' climate change uh, speeches.
2: And the younger brother, Eric, what is he tweeting about?
0: So Eric has been making the media rounds, especially on Fox News, of course, on the case of the Bidens and their corruption, and Hunter Biden in particular, because it takes a son to know a son.
2: Jared. Jared doesn't tweet, but Jared is in the news.
0: Jared has a new position. He's like the man of all positions, minister without portfolio. He's now supposedly the head of the impeachment war room in the White House, along with uh, Chief of Staff Mike Mulvaney.
2: You've been listening to CNN. The New York Times says there is no impeachment war room. It's just the usual arrangement at the executive office. The chief of staff is in charge, and and Jared. And there's Jared. He's available. What the heck? He didn't quite make
0: peace in the Middle East, so that's not that pressing right now with the Israeli election brouhaha. So now it's time for him to deal as well with the impeachment process as he has with the warring factions in the Middle East.
2: And finally, Ivanka. What is Ivanka's role in fighting impeachment?
0: She's not really talking about the impeachment process at all on Twitter that we see. It's like it's not even happening in Ivanka world.
2: She never mentions the I word. She carries on business as usual. And what is business as usual for Ivanka?
0: Since she gave up her actual fashion brand, her business in the White House has been empowering women's uh, economic futures, doing business for women's business.
2: And Ivanka's big news in the last week is that she went to Texas for an event at Google.
0: Yeah, it's not really what you always expect the Trump people to be doing, going to Google in Texas. But she went to Google because there's this thing that she's been working on for a year called the Pledge to America's Workers. And Google has signed on to this um, to help train American workers to work in IT, to be tech savvy. They've got something like uh, 300 giant commitments from various people to help retrain America's workers. But those are commitments. I don't know what a commitment really is to something called Pledge to America's
2: Workers. Sounds a little
0: like the Pledge Allegiance, doesn't it? <laughs> you pledge, but really, are you, are you really there with us?
2: And before she went to Texas, she went on a big Latin American trip.
0: She was greeted like a head of state everywhere she went. And there are, are of course, reasons for that. She went to banquets. She went to uh, very fancy luncheons with heads of state in uh, Paraguay, Argentina, Colombia. Uh, And she did some work in Venezuela, too, which we can talk about on the border. They greet her like a head of state because she's the daughter of a head of state. So what are they going to do? But she has a program there that she's working on called Women's Global Development and Prosperity Initiative. It's got microfinancing in it. It has um, aid projects for various women's empowerment. It's it's really interesting to me because it's just like all the things Ivanka does for women. It doesn't consider health care. It doesn't consider reproductive care and management. And it also does not make a mention of domestic violence, which is a gigantic problem in Latin America. But none of that is mentioned because it's not about caring for women. It's supposedly about getting more money for women's projects. Also, you know, it's it's a little disturbing to see her going on a women's empowerment program in Latin America when she is inside an administration that won't even allow the word abortion to be pronounced by any institution that it funds. If you use this word, the A word, you will have your funding cut off by the United States government around the world. So, And there she is. She, too, is not mentioning it. Maybe she's afraid Trump will cut off her uh, allowance. She uses this uh, Latin America Project. Also, for her own benefit, she likes to appear in photographs with indigenous peoples looking happy in her designer clothing. Then there's one great picture of her dancing with um a Paraguayan seeming market lady. Um but if you look at the picture closely, you'll see she yes, she has her arm around the little Paraguayan lady and the lady has her arm around Ivanka, but in the background there's no one except staff people, security people and like USAID functionaries. Just look at the picture closely.
2: Ivanka does have one other job helping raise money from rich people. There was just a meeting of 120 top donors in Jackson Hole. What is Ivanka's role at these events?
0: This is um, a new plan to raise money for the Trump campaign with traditional Republican donors who haven't loved the Trumps that much and aren't really their natural base, but do have a lot of money to contribute. And Ivanka's role is to be a star and to be a celebrity and tell inside stories about the family and funny stories about Donald. And at this donor meeting, she said a very interesting thing. They asked her what she had gotten from her parents. And she said, well, from my mom, I learned how to be a successful businesswoman, a successful woman in the world. And from my dad, I got my
2: moral compass. She got her moral compass, (laughs) from Donald Trump. I wouldn't give her money for that.
0: (laughs) I looked into it a little bit. Apparently, it's it's a talking point. She often says that she got her moral or ethical compass from Donald Trump, perhaps not the greatest thing to be saying right now.
2: Let's go back two years ago when Ivanka and Jared first went to the White House. You and I on this podcast talked about them being a moderating influence that would temper the worst instincts of her father uh, and gently guide him onto the path of the New York moderate, centrist, socially liberal people that they are. Is there any evidence that she has succeeded at this or even that she has tried to do this?
0: There have been little shreds of evidence here and there that she's tried. Uh, But I think that he's gone beyond that now. He's not a person to be reasoned with right now. And I don't think that she wants to go there. She wants him to love her and care about her and take her seriously. And if she tries to correct him, he's not a man who's going to be corrected. We see that now. We see that he is beyond correction. Recently she said, my father has never listened to me about anything. And this strikes a chord with many women whose fathers never listened to them about anything. The idea that we ever thought that a man like Donald Trump was going to listen to a woman about anything, it's just, I, I don't know what we were thinking, John.
2: Finally, there's still talk that Ivanka seems to think she could be the first woman president. This was reported by Michael Wolf in Fire and fury.
0: I think there is a chance that she believes that's a possibility. Look, her father is very popular. 60 million Americans voted for that man. More might vote for him the next time. He's done such a terrific job. So if he leaves her this fabulous legacy with, if I may say so, John, on this program, real America, she could be the first woman president. How about that, John? Can I say that on this podcast? (laughs)
2: The other news on the Ivanka Watch front is that New York Magazine has launched an Ivanka, um, New York Magazine has launched an all Ivanka podcast. It's hosted by Vanessa Gregoriadis. Um, uh, It costs money. You have to pay $7.99 a month to Luminary, unlike the 10,000 other political podcasts, which are free. I know you've listened to some of this. What's it called? Tabloid, the making of Ivanka Trump. It's not a current events thing. It's like a biography uh, thing. What's the new Ivanka podcast on Luminary Life?
0: Well, it's sort of cultural criticism of Ivanka with Ivanka at the center. And one of the things I'm really interested in is young Ivanka versus Ivanka now, although she's still young. But she used to be a brown-haired, young girl who went to lots of parties and went to really fancy boarding schools where actually Trump girl world is not considered the coolest thing you can be. To be uh, a sort of playboy model is not the height of what Choate and Chapin and Breerly girls think is uh, what they should be working for. But there was clearly a moment in Ivanka where she said to herself, I'm not going to be the girl my schools would make me into. I'm going to go model while I'm a chote. I'm going to dye my hair back to the blonde it was when I was little and Daddy loved to stroke my head. And I'm not going to wear, you know, real woman clothes. My brand is not going to be real working women clothes. And I'm going to wear, you know, sexy clothes that Daddy would love. And I think what's really interesting about this is this is – A thing that will actually, if she ever runs for president, would make her more palatable to the Trump base than if she walked around like Jackie Kennedy in, you know, fancy designer clothing. I think it's it's I don't think it's a calculated move. It's a move made because of her love for her father. It's an unusual calculation to be a sexpot sort of and be maybe a candidate for high office let's said hillary didn't do that let's also point out elizabeth warren doesn't do that and they're making one calculation which is a woman should not be sexy she should be more in the male world able to deal with high power things but ivanka is thinking about popularity and you know you wouldn't say her father really should be in the world of political uh, operatives and candidates but he does it with his blonde tuft and his ridiculousness and she's Making, maybe making, or at least is living up to another calculation, uh, one of whose foremothers is Sarah Palin, who, although she wore pants a lot and stuff, dressed sexy.
2: Amy Willens, the head of Ivanka Watch. Amy, thanks for talking with us today.
0: Thanks very much, John.